Yo, what's up, ladies and G's? Much love to those returning and shout out for those tuning in for the first time. I'm your host, DeAndre Evans, and look, we got a very special episode considering the fact that it's still Black History Month, going strong, aka Black Future Month. I'm super excited about this one as this is a conversation that I have with a good friend of mine, a great guy, man. His name is Mario Armstrong, who was a two-time Emmy Award-winning talk show host and digital lifestyle expert. You may have seen him on NBC's Today Show, CNN, NPR, and so many other outlets. I mean, you probably even watched him on Steve Harvey, Dr. Oz, Rachel Ray, and other popular talk shows and news programs. I mean, my guy's one of the best in the game. He has his own platform, own show called Never Settle Show. Definitely go check him out. But we talk about it all from finding your passion, getting deals and brand sponsorship, you know, stepping out on faith, dreamers versus realists, and so much more in this interview. And so I just wanted to take a little bit of our full conversation that we had a while ago and give it to you in a new format and a new light pieces that really stood out to me that I think can help so many of you, especially along your walk and your journey in life. So listen, y'all know what to do. Grab your notepads, grab your snacks, cut the volume up, and let's do what we do best. It's time to level up. Let's get it. Are you ready? Level Up Daily, the hottest podcast for self-growth with interviews from the hottest celebrities. Told her to level me up, told her to level me up, yeah. Now, your host, DeAndre Evans. Told her to level me up, told her to level me up, yeah. It's time to level up. Now level up. Yo, I got started in the business world just really being hungry, like at an early age. Like, I, I think I was the curiosity of wanting to see how things work. And what really caught my attention at a young age was like, yo, people are on television, like making stuff like they were storytelling. They were I, I was just really like enamored in like, what is it to make a TV show or what is it about communication that is so compelling, is so influential, is so uh, gravitating. And so I think from an early age, I was like, man, that's that's it. Like, I really want to be into that kind of space. I didn't really know what the career was. I'm talking like, you know, seven, eight years old. I'm like thinking this stuff through. And then I was watching my dad, you know, my brother and I shared a bedroom in our, uh, in this apartment that, um, we were growing up as kids. And I just remember my my dad hustling on his dream and his dream at the time, he was like a, a concert promoter. And he was also trying to build like a Motown, if you would, for like Baltimore, like I'm from Bmore. So anybody from Bmore, what's up? Shout out to Bmore. <laughs> my second home is New York City. All my work is done in New York. Um, so if, if we got any New Yorkers or East Coasters, you know, what's up to y'all? And uh, that's like my second crib. Um, but you know, while my dad was like hustling for, to like make this dream happen to kind of build this record production company and this label and these artists, um, I saw him like building it. I would go with him to the studio and I would play around on like the musical instruments that were in the studio, just messing around and not really understanding. Like my dad was building a business. Like I could see these guys getting together. I could see them talking. I would go to his office. I'd hang out, you know, but I'm like eight, nine, 10, 11 years old, like going through this stuff, really just understanding like, yo, my dad is just like trying to, he's doing something and he's making something happen and it's got to do with music. Yeah. And so all of that just kind of clicked for me in a way. Um, seeing that, seeing the hustle, I guess, of it all. And then I think the thing that really kind of hit me the most when I think back now, what made me where I am into this business world now, business, media, entertainment, um, even education to some degree, um, mindfulness, wellness, entrepreneurship, like all of that stuff kind of included. Um, I feel like watching, you know, that one time when I came home to the apartment with him and we had that pink slip on the door. 
And like I could read, I knew that was the eviction notice. And like to see an eviction notice and know that that means like, yeah, you know, we could be put out of our apartment. But to not really understand, like, yo, mom and dad have been doing a great job trying to protect us from how poor we actually are. You know what I'm saying? Like, so so to see him pursuing his dream, my mom was a school teacher. Wasn't no money coming in. She was a school teacher, right? So that was my mom's gig. And she loved teaching students. So I think that's where the educator in me kind of comes from. Um, and then the hustle and the grind and the strategic vision for yourself comes from my dad. And so when I saw him, like, I remember, like, not too long after getting that pink slip, it was like a cold winter day. And we had to go out to the car and start it up early because he was having car trouble. And I remember, like, he was like, pop the hood and I'm going to give you this pen and you're going to stick it in the carburetor. And then I'm going to turn over the engine. I was like, yo, what is going on? Like, we can't even start the car. Like, you know, like. You know, and I and you know, at the time, man, it's funny because now I look back and I'm like, yo, that wasn't French toast. Like you actually just gave us toast and butter and you sprinkled some cinnamon on it and put some syrup. And you called that joint French toast. Like, yeah. no, that's not like yo, once I had real French toast, I was like, this ain't French toast. <laughs> this is something completely different. What y'all talking? <laughs> so, yeah. so I had no idea how much we were really struggling because they just it, it it just you didn't realize it. And I know a lot of you can, maybe can relate to this. Some of you know exactly how rough it's been, depending on your um, upbringing. But we had it poor, man, and we were just straight hustlers. And so watching my dad bounce back, like he went bankrupt pursuing this dream. So he lost it all. Like they went to Japan. They did they they did they did it, but they couldn't break through in the music business. Like they they got like that little bit and couldn't break through. And I just think seeing that 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 moment for him. And then here's the kicker, man. Like, I'm, I'm wearing a shirt right now that's, that reads resilience on it. And, and I'm wearing that shirt because I really, this word is so underutilized and underrated. And I think I, that's the biggest character trait I picked up from my father. Because even when we were down and out, yo, on a Sunday afternoon, he'd be, he'd be like, let's go and look at some houses for sale. Yo, we just had a pink slip in the house like two months ago. And like the carburetor, like, will the car even start? Like... And you want to go look at like he was already not being stuck in his circumstances. He knew innately that there was something else that he could do. He always had a decision what energy he wanted to wake up with. Even if everything was against him, he knew that he had something that could still push him. He knew he was in control of that decision making process. And I think that right there, man, once I saw those kind of non tangible things really kick in and then to see him have a dream of like no we're going to get a house and then and, and then we moved to another and then we, he did move us to a house got us out of the hood and then i remember like him saying yeah the next one i'm getting a pool in the backyard and i was like what okay and then i'm like <laughs> you know eight years go by and 10 years go by and it's like damn he got the pool in the backyard like so it was this constant repetition of affirm seek believe have faith you're going to get knocked down. That's par for the course. Keep going. Like, I think that's all really what made me into the character that I am today from a non-tangible. And then just really paying attention to what excited me, helped me get into an industry that no matter when it's bad, it still can feel good. Even if you don't enjoy 100% of it, most people can't even enjoy 65% of what they do. 
There's a lot of people that go to jobs that got to wake up Sunday night or, or Monday morning feeling like, man, my stomach hurts or they got intensity or they're angst or now they are barking at their, their spouse or they, you know, they're not kind to people. And it's just because they're not happy where they are. Uh, even if you get a little bit of that happiness. So I always try to tell people, go for 90%. Like their their careers and their paths for you to get to that 85, 90% happiness. There's always going to be something you don't like to do. But yeah. I'm at 90% happiness, son, because I really paid attention to my curiosity. And then I researched it. And then I tried. And then I developed. I got my ass kicked. And then I tried again. I got up. And then I tried mm -hmm. again because I just believed in it. And I just think that that resilience is the one character that really was the thread throughout my whole upbringing. Wow. That's all I can say. It's <laughs> wow. Like people don't know, like know you a little bit better than most people tuning in. And like, I can just tell this episode is going to be amazing already off the bat. Cause now my mind, like I have my set questions and I have my questions I just come up with. Mm, and you said okay. something to me that, that really stood out. You know, you said your father was, was driven, right? And, and your, your mother was a school teacher. Now I had this conversation with someone very close to me and uh, we, we kind of try to break it down in two realms. Like you have a dreamer and you have those who are realists, right? Mm, I like wanna, okay. Yeah, I, I want to know exactly, because it sounds like your father was more so the dreamer and say, you know, he's making decisions. He's thinking long term. You know, he's thinking big, you know, even though he saw that the pink slip, he's like, let's go look at some houses, right? right, like, right. I, I want to know, like, for your mother, in her sense, like, how does she view it? Did you know anything about it? Was she more of a realist and say, you know what, honey, let's let's take it slow or was she a dreamer as well? Then she, you know, branch out and push. Oh, and man. And this is going. Yeah. Great question. She was the complete opposite. She, she wants stability. She wants security. Um, being able to dream that kind of dream isn't something that's natural to her. Um, and so, you know, knowing that she was like, you know, being a teacher with a teacher's salary, trying to make ends meet, um, had to be difficult for her to really watch and try to support, you know, raise my son and I, I mean, my brother and I, um, while we're growing up, while he's trying to really like make this dream happen and to kind of really believe in that and stick with him. You know, the one thing that I, I did learn from my mom is like, she's, she stuck through it. So even though it's not natural to her, if you can show your team, and when I say your team, I'm talking about your family, your support system, your squad, your people. If you can show your team, let me even back up. It's not even show, because what I was going to say is showing your team like milestones, even if they're small milestones. Like it, it, it makes it easier for people to not give up on you if they can see a little bit of advancement, a little bit of progress. Mm -hmm. um, but the bigger thing is, can you actually involve them into your dream? And not so much like, yo, I'm not saying my mom should have been like a VP at the record label. Like, I'm not saying like that. What yeah. I'm saying is like, can he say, here's what my dream is. I want to build this music business. I see this opportunity. We're going to travel. We're going to have some number one hit records. We're going to get this thing going. And, and can you present it in a way where you can say to other people that are in your family, in your circle, that really it would benefit you if they give you support and got your back, that you would say, hey, you're a stakeholder. You're like a stockholder in this dream of mine, which is really for all of us. Right. So do you understand it? Does it make sense to you? What questions do you have? What, what things can I answer? What ideas might you have? Like, just don't think you know all the answers because maybe you're the expert in the space. 
oftentimes the best information comes spontaneously when you decide to open your peripheral up and be able to allow other things to come in. There are moments when you got to put the blinders on and stay focused, but that's just for productivity purposes. That's not for inspiration and that's not for being understanding and that's not for um, realization and affirmation and being able to absorb it to, to be inspired to do, do something that you may not have seen, but now you can. Like this new show format that I got coming out that I can't talk too much about because it, I can't believe it hasn't been done. And I only got this inspiration because of the pandemic and the lockdown. And I decided like, yo, you've got two options. You can either just try to like focus in on how you're going to adjust and make a pivot, or you can make the adjustments and focus on doing some pivot and then take a break and open up your eyes and look around and then go back in, adjust, focus, and then open back, come back out and look around, see what's going on. And it was because of that constant focus, get some stuff done, make some moves, and then back up, take a look at everything and, and try to sit still to gain momentum, to get a little bit of, of inspiration. And I was like, yo, no one's doing entrepreneurship, money, and mindfulness with this kind of, I'm going to just say sports-themed format. And I was like, uh-oh. Yo, I think everything else got. Let me run this by a couple people, see if I'm just tripping. Is it me? Yeah. Am I drinking my own Kool-Aid? Am I on my own high right now? Like, yeah. did I, or did I really bump into something? Mm -hmm. And after like three, three calls and explaining it, it was like, oh, man. Yeah. Okay. So now you know what you got to go work on. So I think, you know, being a realist and being a dreamer mm -hmm. has its moments for both. Mm -hmm. Like you can't just be a dreamer and just dream without paying attention to the facts and what's real. You know, <laughs> yeah. you, you, you can, uh, you can, you can think that you're the, um, that, uh, that a virus doesn't exist. <laughs> and be out there dreaming and be out there dreaming like nah 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 you know it's it's fine we the greatest game. and then you know you get a neighbor that gets sick you know what I'm saying so mm -hmm. and I'm not making a joke about this because I had two family members that have passed away from COVID so so I, I'm talking about this from like a real uh, painful position um, and so so I know what that really feels like on the worst end of that spectrum but I just saw so many people getting so real with the pandemic that it it put them into freeze, not even fight or flight. They some people ain't even run or try to fight it. Some just got stuck. No more distractions. I gotta I gotta deal with my own thoughts. I gotta really sit still for a minute. I can't go nowhere. I got no uh I'm used to distractions. So now when you have time, all this self-reflection kicks in, even if you didn't want it to, it kicks in. So yeah. now you question yo, am I on the right path? Is this the right idea? Is this partner that I'm living with really a good partner? Um, do I like the situation I'm in? This job that I have, will I even have that? Do I even want that job when I come out of this? Like all these questions were coming up. And I think that's where like you go into reality, mm -hmm. you absorb what I say are the facts, not the opinions. The facts is the reality, not the opinions. That's fantasy. The facts are the reality. And then you dream on top of the facts. Right. Man, I, see, see, we, we going to church. We in class. We, we in everything right now. <laughs> Mario, the main takeaways I got from everything you said just now is like us as humans, we don't necessarily like change, but we want it. You know, we seek it. You know, we want to go from point A to point B. We want to go from poor to rich. We want to, you know, take our right. families from here to here. Right. We want to we want to do so much. 
but we don't want to change. We don't like it. And I feel like, especially during this moment, especially with COVID, it forced everybody to adapt, whether you liked it or not, yeah. you know? And and one thing yeah. that really stands out is like, and I heard this quote, and I don't know who it came from, and I, and I want to apologize for whoever stated it, but it said, um, in order to change your life, you have to change your life. Yeah. Yeah. So great. So simple, right? In order to change your life, you have ah. to change your life. So it was- you were majoring in minor things, man. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah, that's like, yeah, yeah. If you want to change your life, you got to change your life. Right. It's so simple. And that stood out to me. And I was like, wow, if you really want to change, you have to change. And it, yeah, everybody, like you said, was either fight or flight or some people froze and didn't do anything. And, and one thing that really stood out to me, because I can understand it in a certain point, especially when it's new. Um, right. Because I, I know when I quit my job and went full time as far as an entrepreneur, I had to think, I was like, okay, what was I doing at my job that I had to take over to bring into the entrepreneurship world? And the main mm -hmm. thing was create a schedule. I didn't have a schedule at Art. first. And this is very important for those who are still maybe stuck right now and still kind of fighting this battle of like, what do I do now? It's yep. like, if, if you're not able to work, you know, if you're receiving unemployment or maybe you are working, but you got more time to do something else, create a schedule that can help you excel within your dream, your craft and your, your skill set. So I feel like just giving out that free information, that free advice can help so many people once you start to narrow down on what you really want and how you can go about achieving it. That's a gem, man. Like structure. And look, and I'm a creative. I don't like to be confined. I don't like to be held down to a calendar. Like I'm a creative. I need my spontaneity. I need to be around quotes. And if you're watching this, you see me in a sneaker closet, like I'm around a bunch of color and, a, you know, I like that stimulation. And of course there are moments when I go into my Zen and, and chill out and lights go down and hit the candle and all that stuff. But like, I, 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 for those of you that struggle with structure, it's important that you block something on your calendar. Mm -hmm. Like if you're really good about like doing a calendar and can stick to it and you're not doing that, shame on you because that is a superpower for you. Like D is saying, like DeAndre is really, that's really great game right there because that's an overlooked, very easily overlooked thing, especially in a situation where things aren't back to a current schedule or a used to be schedule. And so now you're like, what do I do with this time? And you can easily find yourself hopping on Netflix or binging or doing whatever, or just being on the gram all damn day or TikTok or whatever it is. And so structure and a schedule like we get up around here, bro. We're up at six thirty. Yeah. Like we waking up. Like we don't have to, but we waking up. Like, like to me, see, it's the abundant. It's it's abundance over scarcity. Right now, it's like, yo, what did you have to do before? You had to get. You had to um, go get in your car. You had to go for a commute. How long was your commute? All right, I'll take. Okay, well, forty five minutes one way. Okay, so that's an hour and a half each day that you were in the car doing your commute. Okay, you got an hour and a half back, fam. Like, what are you doing with the hour and a half back? But I don't have time. What? <laughs> did you go out to lunch, you know, every single day when you was at work? Did you go spend an hour doing lunch? You, are you doing that now? Are you mostly at home? Like, what you, you know what I mean? So, like, all this time has been, like, reaccumulated. And I think that if you have structure, you use your time as best you can. And I'm no structure wizard, but I do things in blocks. Like, I know Friday is, like, my whole day for creating content. So, I just go all out like Friday's my don't touch me. I'm in content mode. I'm doing and I got like a new character that I just created called Coach Mario. So if any <laughs> of y'all, I'm gonna pull, I'm gonna grab my, my new shirt that I just got for it. If any of y'all see this, ever see this dude show up, it's gonna be nuts. Like <laughs> I got this never settle football jersey with the stopwatch yeah. and official whistle. 
and I got a clipboard. If you see that dude show up, the energy you got now is on like 200,000. Like it's the energy that I'm giving you now is, is not even, you can't touch Coach Mario. You know, but you bring up a point that really makes me think of something when you talk about in order to change my life, I had to change my life. And I love the fact that you said, like, structure, get a calendar. Like I said, I time block certain things to happen during certain days. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing is we actually get dressed around here. Yeah. Like, I know some people that, you know, they, like, halfway taking a shower or they just, like, what do you – like, somebody said to me the other day, they were like, yo, you're doing the most. Like, you you fully getting dressed with, like, fly kicks on and everything? And I'm like, yeah, man, it actually does good for my mental. Like, mm -hmm. I'm dressed for the day. Like, yeah, there might be one day in a week where I'm like, yo, I might sweatsuit it that day, but I'm I'm not in that, I'm not in pajama game. I'm not in that mode. I'm not, you know, I'm yeah. working, son. So, yeah. and then another thing that uh, you made me think of is like, I have these little, what I call pocket affirmations. These mm -hmm. are affirmations that I carry with me um, in my pocket and I study them every day. One of them reads, my behavior and habits reflect the goals I'm achieving. So that goes like right in line with the quote that you were talking about. My behavior and my habits reflect the goals that I'm achieving. So what are you saying, Mark? Like, what are you achieving? Well, if I ain't achieving nothing, I need to take a hard look at myself and go look at my habits and look mm -hmm. at my actions. But if right. I am achieving something, it should be directly related to my actions and my habits. Right, right. 1,000% I agree. We got to create a routine especially now more than ever. So it's not too late, ladies and gentlemen. It's not too late. You still got time, you know what I'm right. saying, to get get into that habit, create a habit for you, create a routine, get yourself on track. So, you know, in the next six months, because we really don't know how long this thing is going to play out, right. you know, just get yourself in a rhythm and start to build momentum in what you're trying to pursue. Rhythm, I like that. That's really it. Like action yeah. beats procrastination. Action beats fear. Action beats any, like just... People make their action steps too big and they feel like they can't do anything. I, I got a project right now called the personal pitch videos that I gotta get that I'm that I'm almost done. This is so a yeah. lot of these sneakers are what I call tangible affirmations. They're they're attached to things, milestones that are important to me, certain goals. And I can't mm -hmm. wear these shoes until I hit certain goals. So mm -hmm. I use that as another way to kind of hack my mental because I got to see these shoes every day. And I'm like, yo, I really want to wear these shoes, but I can't because mm -hmm. I still got work to do until I actually get to that project. And I just finished like the next to last step. And mm -hmm. it's been like over a month getting to this point. And so I'm like right there, I can taste me wearing those joints and I'm gonna be, <laughs> I'm gonna be super happy when I can finally put them on because that means that that project is actually moving, but it required consistent action in small, small bits. And I think people just get overwhelmed by the project that they're looking at for themselves and don't break it down to, they think even the smallest steps are insignificant. Yeah. And honestly, the smallest steps are the most significant. Please hear me on this. You've got to create your opportunity. No, no one owes you an opportunity. No one's gonna be looking for it. The only time they start to look for it, or it's not even they look for it, the only time they actually get to see it is actually when you start to do it. So you put your work out there, you document what you do. Oh, I'm not an expert yet. I don't give a damn. Document the fact that you're trying to become an expert in what it is you're doing. Document that. Show that you're working towards becoming the best chef ever. That you're working towards becoming the best stylist or whatever it is. Like, 
Stop with the excuses of, I don't have any value to share to people, so I don't have any expertise. Therefore, nobody can see you on their radar. You don't pop on their radar because you're not mm. showing up, because you're afraid to show up, because you want it to be perfect. Mm. And what I'm saying is stop trying to be perfect. That's your ego talking. Stop trying to be perfect and just put your stuff out there, and here's your safety net. Just say, I'm not the expert, but I'm going to show you what I'm going through. Why don't you all ride with me on this journey? Boom, now you can make mistakes. You can fall on your face. The recipe can taste like garbage. The hair, the hairstyle can look like crap. Oh, well, we tried that. That ain't work. Told y'all we gonna document it. Like it gives yourself creative license to try. And that's what you really need is more attempts to try. Because as you can attempt more, something's gonna get hit out the park. If you only take a few swings, you're putting a lot of hope and a lot of dreams and a lot of energy and a lot of debt and a lot of time into only a few swings. And so you know, man, I just think that we had to create our own lane. And so what am I saying to you is when I go back and you ask, how did you get on these other shows? The Steve Harvey's, the Rachel Ray's, the, the, the Today Show. Because in my local market in Baltimore, I decided to get my, I said, yo, I'm going to get my own radio show. Well, how are you going to do that? Well, I'm going to call the radio station and say, I want to host a radio show. And then they're going to say, what's it going to be about? And I said, it was going to be about technology and entrepreneurship. And then they said, we don't have anything like that. Okay. Can you do it? And I was like, yeah. Then I find out like they wanted to charge me. Like it was like $600 a week or something. So I was like, yo, I can get a show, but now I got to find 600 bucks. So then I went and found a sponsor. I was like, Hey, company i'm doing this show y'all want to support it and they were like yeah we'll support a few months of that that got me in the game mm. once that got me in the game but you don't even need all that now like y'all yeah. could just hop on podcasts and just start making y'all shit like i had to get six hundred dollars a week y'all like i had to try to figure out how to raise twenty four hundred dollars a month to make that dream happen then mm. so so you know me i'm like yo y'all got no excuses <laughs> yeah. yeah so so the formula that i'm really pointing to is something called from free to fee it's a formula that I use and that people should try to adopt. And it's where you actually seek out opportunities that you do something for free in the in exchange of getting the experience that you need in order for you to later charge a fee. So for me, really succinctly, what that was, was get on radio. Okay, I did that. Now, how do I go from AM to FM? Okay, call some FM stations. Tell them about your AM show. Guess what? When I called the FM stations, I found out they won't even, they didn't even want to charge me. They just wanted the show. Now I don't have to worry about having the money, but now I have an even bigger audience. All right. But I want to get the TV. How do you do that? You take your radio show and you call the TV station and you say, hey, TV station, local market, I'm trying to do some advice like this on TV and I'll do it for free. Wait, you'll come on to our TV. You'll come on to the morning news once a week. And we can call it Tech Tip Thursdays. Perfect. I'll do it for free once a week. Did that joint for free once a week for three years while I had a full-time job. Mm. Why? Because I wanted to learn how to be on live television. I wanted to know what it was like to be in a newsroom. I wanted to know what it was to be editing, what it was to write a report, what it was to do a story, what it was to go live and you only had 30 seconds before you hit a break. How can you get your point said in a certain amount of time? Because I was actually auditioning and conditioning myself for the big time. I wasn't, I was in the local market where I can make mess ups. But what I was really saying is, yo, y'all don't really know. Like I'm doing this for free because I know what I'm getting. But too mm. many people get their ego tied up like, yo, y'all should start paying me now. You see what's coming. Then your vision is too small. <laughs> mm. Like my vision was, I'm going to use this to get me to New York or I'm going to use this to get me to LA. 
I can't just yeah. go straight to New York or just go straight to LA. I mean, you can try, but you yeah. know, I found that doing this process gave me the credibility. And then that is how people started noticing me. And that's mm. why like document, put it out there. I was posting it. Like, here's what I just did. Here's my latest segment. Here's what's going on. Somebody on the internet from the Today Show was doing a Google search. Bam, I popped up. And that's how they ended up giving me a shot. You know, so don't take on free work, y'all, if you ain't going to act like it's paid work. Because if you take on free work and don't act like it's paid work, your reputation gets tarnished and you're done before you even get a chance out of the gate. How can yeah. people who, who don't really know what their passion is, they're, they're trying to find it, you know, how can they go about, you know, narrowing down what they're really great at and finding their true passion? Grab a sheet of paper, y'all. Grab a sheet of paper. Two columns. On the left-hand column of the sheet of paper, you're going to write at the top of the column what I'm great at. And then you write down every single thing. I don't care how small it seems. I'm great at making the best peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. All right, whatever. Put it down. I want to know everything that you feel that you are great at. All right? Then, sometimes when we're in our own head or when we're dealing with a lot of self-doubt, we can't be very objective about ourselves. We're not good to ourselves. We beat ourselves up in those moments. So it may be difficult for you to come up with more than two things. At that point, ask your friends, ask your family, ask people that know you, yo, what am I, what am I good at? And what am I great at? What do you, just, what do you think? Like, what do you see me being great at or good at? And you'll be surprised. Like they'll start telling you like all types of stuff about you that you didn't realize that they see you as great at, but because it may seem so obvious to you, it's not, it's nothing great about that. Then on the set, on the second column next to that, what you're going to do, you're going to look at the things you're great at. And then on the second column, you're going to start to think about the careers or the different types of projects that you can monetize using any of those things you're great at. You know, um, is it a, a, a reporter? Is it a, is it a stylist? Is it a social media expert? Is it a consultant? Are you a techie? Like, you know, are you into food? Are you into travel? Like, what is it? And then you start to monetize. Here's how I can monetize the very thing that I'm actually great at or good at. Yo, what's going on, gang? Happen back into the podcast. Look, I just want to say thank you so much for my day ones who've been rocking with me. And shout out to all the new people tuning in, tapping in from across the country. I see y'all out there in the US, the UK, South Africa, Australia, everywhere around the world, out in Germany. There's so many of you, and I appreciate the love and support. But look, if you found this episode valuable and it helped change your perspective on things when it comes to discovering your passion, you know, how to go about uh, stepping out on faith and attracting that sponsorship deal that you've always been looking for and how to get on that television show or so much more, uh, it will mean the world to me. If you left a five-star rating and review, let me know your thoughts about the episode. You can do it on iTunes. It's at the very top. If you go to the very top, type in Level Up Daily, right? You subscribe, you opt in, you're going to see your rating. Leave a five-star rating and review. Let me know your thoughts. Or you can hop over to Spotify and let me know your thoughts as well by leaving a five-star rating and review there. So, look, thank you so much for your time. I don't want to hold up any more of it, given the fact that it is Monday. But hopefully this gave you the jump start that you needed. Again, thank you. I appreciate you all. It means the world to me to hear so many of you finding value in these conversations and these flashbacks that I'm doing here for Black History Month. Um, you know, and look, if you got any questions, you just want to hit me up, kick it for a minute. You know, let me know. Hit me up on Instagram at DeAndre underscore Evans. That's D-A-N-D-R-E underscore E-V-A-N-S. 
Let's go ahead and connect. Look forward to talking to all of you. So until next time, much love, peace, and blessings.